You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. The first challenge that we are met with when we decide that we want to create change in our life is every change, it comes with some pain. The pain may come because you're moving towards a change and you realize this is actually difficult and that my natural being that I've gotten so used to is not in alignment with this new world that I'm leaning into. The pain may come because people around you may start laughing at you, questioning you, wondering about if you're still sane. The pain may come because the first round of you making that change will be met with a lot of failure, where you will walk in with confidence. You will go, all right, I'm going to go do this. And it will not work. It will fail. And with all that pain coming at us, we have to become mindful of what is it that we are going to do when we are met with such pain. And what I've learned in my experience of creating change again and again and constantly changing in my life is that the greatest or the first path to take when we are met with the pain of change is to expect it and then to accept it because that is the joy of life. No pain, no gain. But also, it's not only about the gain. See, if you look at your life right now, the best time, your favorite time, the times when you're having the most fun, were not the times when life was easy. We all seek certainty, but we really enjoy uncertainty. We all seek that control in our life, but the joys that we cherish, the times when we laugh the fullest, where we play the fullest, are the times when it is absolutely uncertain. Have you ever played full out where you said, I'm going to fuck this career, I'm going to go to something else. You enjoyed the change more than the career that you were in. Sometime when you said, you know what, I have tried this boyfriend for a thousand years at this point. He sucks. I am going to go out and actually find a new guy. You see, change is actually exciting if you look at it that way. But because our minds, our souls are so wired to seek that certainty, seek that comfort, we try and create more and more certainty in our life. The more certainty you have always enjoyed in your life, the more boring your life got. So what if life was about that pain? What if life's joy was hidden in these circumstances that we may create by choice? And that would give us a chance to experience the joy of life. See, when I started to lean into this idea, hey, listen, what if I made my life about chasing this quality pain? It's not pain like the same way where you're hurt. It's a different kind of pain. It's the pain of growth. Because growth doesn't happen in comfort. Growth happens when you do something difficult. It's going to come with pain. It was a fun time in my three years ago. You know the story. I decided I want to take control of my health. The first thing that I did was, all right, let me get some coaches. <laughs> the right first step. So I got a health coach, somebody who would work with me on my nutrition. I got a 10X coach, so somebody who would work with me on my workout. And then, of course, I called all my friends, Ron and Lorenzo. Some of you already know. I'm like, what should I do, right? So I got all the advice I could get. I could all the information that I got. My nutrition coach sent me exactly how to eat a vegetarian diet because I'm vegetarian with high protein and all that fun stuff. And I sucked at it. For the first six months, I was like, this is hell. 
I don't know why I'm doing this. Is there even a reward on the other side? Am I just making believe this thing? So I'm kind of struggling and I'm in pain every single day because I'm like, I don't see the point of doing this until I realize, well, maybe the point is to enjoy this pain. Maybe the point is to tell myself the story, well, this is your growth edge. This is where you get to grow. And once I started telling myself that story, that pain is the part of growth. Pain is going to give me growth. Pain is the joy of life. And so I started to embrace this pain that was coming along the journey. And suddenly I find myself going to the gym instead of three times a week, which is recommended five times a week, even if I didn't have a trainer working that day. I started finding myself coming up with my own recipe because as you may have noticed, I'm Indian. So I need spices and everything. And so like, these recipes are boring. I'm going to make them mine. I'm going to make them more interesting. And I started coming up with how can I still have the ingredients but have my own design to it. And I started changing my diet based off of that. What I found is in about six months from deciding that, I was actually in love with the gym. If you've hated the gym all your life, I encourage you listening to today and try to see if you want to bring it to your health. The practices and the tools that I'm going to talk about today, if you accept this challenge, if you accept that you will embrace the pain that will come with the change that is to come, you'll find in six months, you will fall in love with the gym. Absolutely will. You'll learn how those techniques work. You will absolutely fall in love with the gym. I am in love with the gym. Nita knows that, hey, Ajit needs to go to the gym because it's just so good for him. Like he loves it. He goes on the weekend, he goes on the weekday. So the first thing that we must accept today is the idea that we are going to suffer, that there will be pain. And that if we can accept that this pain is a path to my growth, then we may find it more easy, more comfortable to actually live through this change. And without this change, we're not getting on the other side. We're not living that new identity. It's not just going to be a flip of a switch. Another thing that one must notice is focus. It's an important thing. And generally, as we understand focus, we understand, okay, focus in area of life. The challenge with that, or at least challenge that I'm experiencing with most of us, if not all of us, is that life has become really fast. The data input is so fast that thinking about focus needs to change how we think about focus. Because if you try to go, oh, I'm going to focus for one hour or I will focus on this one area. How many of you try to go, oh, in my business of coaching, I'm going to focus on this one strategy and stuck with it for more than three days? Because we think focus is this broad thing now or we have always think focus is this broad thing. But the challenge with this broad thing of focus is often the time frame is so long that the focus itself doesn't apply anymore. We could do that some time ago when we didn't have all the devices and all the data coming at us. Now, one thing is I can tell you, don't do the data, surrender. Surrender your phones and your computers and don't interact on social media. And you may say yes, and then you'll be like, he's an idiot. Of course, going to be on my phone. It's attached to me. But the challenge that we have is that because of all this data, we are wired differently. We can either fight it and say, you know what? I'm going to fight this. I'm going to surrender my phone. As soon as I walk into my house, I'm going to be 100% focused with my kids. I'm going to be 100% focused with this, whatever the one business thing I'm doing, right? And you can try to do that. And it will work for some of us. It does. But most of us would find that it's actually taking away power from us. Because these devices, yes, they are distractions, but they are also the greatest source of productivity we have ever created as human beings. We can do more today because of these things. There is no reason to fight this, but there is all the reason to understand this and learn through this. So the idea I'm present to is to reorganize the idea of focus. And instead of thinking about focus as this broad thing, 
think about intensity of focus on a thing. Intensity of focus is choosing one thing and one thing only at a time that you can give 30, something, whatever is manageable for you. I say 30 to 45 minutes because that's manageable for me. 30 to 40 minutes are absolute dedication as we create that change. And that could be that area of change that you choose in life to start with. Now, these could be three blocks of this. But instead of thinking about today, I will focus on X, which is what we tend to do. I say, now I will focus on X. For the next 30 minutes, it's easier to focus than to focus on something for the day. We've become incredibly more productive. We are faster at everything. And that's a good thing. That's what we always wanted as humanity. We wanted to be stronger, faster, better, right? Then why fight it? Why fight it? Why not create an intensity of focus instead of trying to go focus? So it's a reframe that you need to do for the next 90 days for the change that you want to create in your life or 60 days. For me, what I found is 60 days is the magic number. It's different for everyone. 90 days is recommended just if you have never done this before. 60 days of intensity and focus on something, something that can be done in like 30 minutes or less. I call this process Mishogi 60 for myself. A Mishogi 60 is five items that I'll choose from different areas of my life that I must focus on for 30 minutes a day. That's it. So that puts me at about two and a half hours in the day. But a lot of these things are health-related because that's one of my big focuses right now in life. But it would be things like eat a high-protein diet with at least 120 grams of protein. Two meals, if I focus on that for the next 60 days, I'll probably end up with 120 grams of protein most of the days. Now, the item might be make sure you spend a good time with Nita. Give quality time to Nita because that's one of her love languages. So all right, how do we do that? Make sure you give her a touch or appreciate her once a day. Gives me 30 minutes, 30 minutes I will schedule at different times of the day, but intensity of focus is because I want to better my relationship with my partner. 30 minutes a day, it might be write your content or record your content, 30 minutes a day, or create five pieces of content because that takes me about 30 minutes. So stuff like that would be in my schedule. There's always a 60-day cycle for me to upgrade where I was before or reinstate if something I have dropped the ball on. But there are no more than 30-minute tasks because I know I will lose focus. So what is it that we want to inquire within? This is the second commitment I need from you. The first commitment is understanding that change is going to be painful, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to be hard, and you must accept it as a part of life. The second commitment that I want from you is instead of trying to focus on things, you will consider intensity of focus. Is can I put 20 minutes, 30 minutes to something that is so important to me every single day? And you will find it in 60 to 90 days, it becomes you. You don't have to remember it anymore. It just becomes a part of you. And if it doesn't, you put it back on a cycle because it's important to you. Now, when you will even put intensity of focus, do be graceful always. If I don't hit 120 grams in a day, I don't cry about it. I simply say, okay, I could do better tomorrow. Because the point is not 120 grams of protein. The point is eating a higher protein diet. Having the behavior of choosing my meal going, this one's more carbs, this is more protein. Let's do more protein. The third key is what you will find is as you define your favorite part, as you kind of realize your favorite part, you realize what's the part of identity changes that you want to create. You may have decided a lot of things to change in life. So if you decided a lot of things to change in your life, what may happen is when you approach so many things at the same time, some parts of you will resist it more than others, right? You may have decided, hey, my new health identity is this. My new money identity is this. My new career identity is this. My spiritual identity is this. You've got six different areas of life that we kind of tackled. Six areas simultaneously changing is way more difficult than three areas changing at any given time or two. 
And because of that, you would find that as you're approaching this change, some parts of you will resist it so much harder. It's okay to give you grace and take the parts that are resisting for now on a hold, to not try to change them too hard. Because this is the first time that, or maybe you've done this before, of course, but the first time you're consciously doing using the process that we've talked about, what may happen is you may lose faith if you lose one of those identities or lose or not be able to comprehend or realize one of those identities. Because sometimes you need time. You need reorientation. You need faith. So there will be parts of you that are not ready. Be aware of such parts. Remember that these parts require maybe a little bit more faith. And you want to remind yourself that it's okay if right now is not the time. Okay? Which brings you to the final agreement that we need with ourselves. And that is any change requires a group of people that support you. A social structure that is with you. And if you don't have that social structure or don't create actively that social structure, you don't seek out that structure, it is very likely that with all your heart, all your love, all your energy, you may try your best and it still doesn't work. Because your identity, whatever you chose, is not a version that is a discounted version, right? It's an exponential version of yourself, right? It's a new version of yourself. It's a new dream that you have. And often dream requires many people to join forces. It takes a village to build a family. This is your internal family. It does take a village. It takes friends. It takes peers. It takes colleagues. It takes coaches. It takes professionals to join you in different ways, in different capacities, so they can come and support you in your journey. So three and a half years ago, when I made the decision that, hey, either you can just stop doing this bullshit and like give up on Evercoach because it's not working and you can decide to do something real with Evercoach. I knew that I'm going to need a team of individuals that are going to be dear supporters of this vision of mine who I can count on because I will, of course, break things and do things that will probably be wrong and then we'll have to go out and fix it and then we'll have to deliver more than what we've ever delivered. And so called on some of my friends. Because thinking about going at it alone, this lone ranger attitude that we were taught as kids is fucking bullshit. Like nobody makes it alone. Even the people that we go, oh, you know what? That person's successful. No, there's like a hundred people backing that person. That person may have painted the vision, but there were a hundred people that said, okay, I think you're doing something meaningful. I'm going to back that. A change maker, they've always had a phenomenal home team. They've always had a group of people that were backing them without a doubt. They were supporting whatever they could possible for them. So consider as you lean into this change for yourself is what is that home team that you may need? What are the group of people that you may need? And when you fall, how are you going to call on those people? Or maybe you call on to them before you fall. And how can you be called on? Of course, the person that cannot think about himself says, how can people call on me? How can you be called on? Because maybe you are that supporter. And that's okay too. That's wonderful. But also know that even as a supporter, you need to be supported. So you will still call on people. So that brings us to saying and asking ourselves the question, and how do I build a solid home team? Who are the people I can call on? Who are the people who can call on me? What is my strength that I'm going to play with? What am I not my strengths that I'm going to hire or I'm going to engage with or call on as business partners? Which is also another way of building a home team. You don't have to do it alone. You can get a business partner. Pretty much every business I've built, I've called on a business partner. I've said, hey, listen, let's do this together. Because I truly believe that when you bring your strength with somebody else's strength, you become an unstoppable force. When you think I'm going to play it all by myself, you only have a limited set of strengths. 
limited brain cycles that can run to build that thing. You bring on a partner, now you have twice. You bring in two, you got three times. You bring in four, you got four times. Four strengths is not strength, it's a force. You see, right? Cool. So those are the four agreements I want from you. First, to understand and accept that it is going to be painful because change is. Anything growth-oriented is. Second is you must maintain intentional focus and intense focus towards the things that are important to you. Third is know that some of your identities are not ready. They won't feel right. You won't feel like I can create momentum and movement towards it. Something needs to shift before this will happen and be okay and comfortable with that. And fourth, be open to the idea that you are going to need more people than yourself to actually change your identity. Oh,